it definitely goes deeper than DISC. Hartman's Acumen Report is looking at how a person actually thinks and values the world and themselves. It reveals how they think, perceive, judge, and make decisions. Those are comments from my conversation today with senior business consultant Carol Mettenbrink, and we're talking today about the Hartman Acumen Report and how it reveals so much more about a person than DISC and how we can go deeper when we use the Acumen Report. We're going to talk about that and more today. Look forward to it. Can't wait to share it with you. Michael, hit it. Welcome to the Wake Up Eager Workforce Podcast, a show designed for leaders, trainers, and consultants who are responsible for employee selection and professional development. Each episode is packed full with insider tips, best practices, expert interviews, and inspiration. Please welcome the host who is helping leaders, trainers, and consultants everywhere, Susie Price. Hello, hello, hello. This is Susie Price at Priceless Professional Development, and you're listening to the Wake Up Eager Workforce podcast, where we cover everything related to helping you and the employees and the organizations you work in build a high commitment, low drama, wake up eager workforce. I am the managing principal and owner of Priceless Professional Development, where we've worked with thousands of leaders across multitude of industries, insurance, technology, hospitality, consumer goods, healthcare, consulting, and we're excited to do what we do. I've been started this business in 2004 and we'll do it until I'm in my 90s. And what we do is we help provide resources to help leaders engage with, understand, and effectively manage employees. And we what, what we do is use these sciences, and that's something we're talking about in our uh, podcast today, use these sciences to help throughout the life cycle of an employee. So from hiring, onboarding, team building, leadership development, succession planning, conflict resolution. You start with hiring to make sure you've got the right fit. And then once they're on board, it turns into coaching discussions and you use the same sciences um, to help you make the decision in the hiring based on job fit and then to help with coaching and development. And you can use the same tool all the way through. I'm such a fan of these tools. They've made such a huge difference in my life. Carol and I, in this uh, episode today, talk about the power of the sciences and how we both have benefited from them and how our clients have as well. It's so powerful that I have developed a signature six-week certification program. It's... um, doesn't have to be completed in six weeks, but it can be completed in six weeks. It's a self-paced, pre-planned course pacing. You can complete it and test it, do it at your own pace, but we help you along the way. Um, and so if you want to know more about certification, you can go to pricelessprofessional.com forward slash certification. Um, there's a certified professional disc analyst, certified professional motivators analyst, and a trimetrics expert analyst. And the Trimetrics Expert Analyst is on my mind right now. We're in week 10 of the coronavirus uh, stay-at-home mandates. And I've had quite a few people, consultants who are using the tool, want to use the tool of Trimetrics, and a combination of all of that. They're either in organizations or they're consultants on their own. And they've been going through the certification process for Trimetrics Expert Analysts. So that was some of the impetus for doing a bit of a series right now on Hartman and who Robert S. Hartman is and what the acumen assessment is, because that's the science. When you talk about trimetrics, it's trimodal, three sciences and three views. And the key one that can be challenging for people to get their arms around, but it's the one that has uh, so much punch and value is the acumen portion of it. 
So let's go into our what our episode title is today. It's episode 71, and the title is Deeper Than Disc, How Hartman's Acumen Brings More Clarity, a discussion with senior business consultant Carol Mettenbrink. We cover how Robert S. Hartman's work reveals more than just what is covered in the DISC assessment. And Robert S. Hartman was a philosopher and a mathematician and a professor, and he studied with Maslow and other famous thinkers. And I'm on the Hartman Institute board because I'm so passionate about the science. And um, Hartman created this third science that we use that is what I call horsepower. And it's, you know, horsepower is not visible, um, but it does tell you the power of the vehicle and how fast and strong it can run. And so we're talking today about what's the difference between this Hartman's work, the, we call it the acumen assessment and the disc assessment, and why add the Hartman in there and what difference does it make. Um, we talk about stories. Carol shares some great stories about where it's made a big difference in others' lives, how to use the acumen to build clarity and uh, to be a trusted advisor to help people get to where they want to go. And then we do our, our wake up eager life questions, um, which I think are always interesting. I always want to know what people are doing, mind, body, spirit, you know, what things have influenced them. What are their favorite books? Um, what billboard would they put? All of that. So that is all in here too. So we talk about Carol's wake up eager life. So it's a great episode. Uh, she is as passionate about trimetrics and has, she and I have taken a similar journey. We've studied with Dr. Medford early on and Dr. Medford was Hartman's graduate assistant at the University of Tennessee. And uh, we've just had, both have the understanding of the power of this science in the world of making a difference in others' lives and helping people get to where they want to go. So it's great fun talking to her about this. The show notes are at pricelessprofessional.com forward slash deeper than disc, deeper than disc, T-H-A-N, disc, D-I-S-C, all one word, lowercase. Our show notes, uh, we always have time section sections. So you, when you go look at it, you can look at the time and go listen to a certain part that you want to listen to and also a, a transcript. And the person who puts all that together is Shauna Adonofi. She's our client services manager, and she is the daughter of Carol Mettenbrink. So there we go. All the world goes around, right? We're all in this together. <laughs> so we talk about that on the episode, so you'll hear that. But uh, this podcast is a labor of love and one person that makes a big difference in helping me get it out and get, get all the nuts and bolts tied together to get this out there in a professional way is Shauna uh, with the show notes and the social media help and everything. So it's a nice connection there. Now, if you want to, when you, after you've listened to this, we have additional episodes that go into more detail about trimetrics. There's an episode called Demystifying and Understanding Trimetrics, What, Why, and How to Use It for Hiring. There's a How to Debrief a Trimetrics Talent Report. And there's the Weaponizing of the Disc Assessment, Why It's Wrong and What to Do About It. So if you go to the show notes for pricelessprofessional.com forward slash deeper than disc, um, you will see links to these additional episodes and you can um, go check those out. 
So let's talk a little bit about Carol's background. She's a certified business and life coach. She's senior business services consultant at TTI Success Insights. TTI Success Insights is my vendor partner. I've been partnered with them since 2004, uh, rely on them quite a lot, and they help manage the science and they have patents and uh, brain research and all of that around the science and the validity and reliability of the assessment tools that we use. And then Carol is a consultant with them or works full-time with them, helping other consultants like me uh, get up to speed in these sciences. She is well-known across the community for her great communication, uh, her willing, her ability to build awareness among teams and individuals. She's very good at bringing data to life. You'll see that in our discussion today. And she has over 40 years of coaching, consulting, and analytical skills. Um, and she has natural analytical skills and a very caring heart. Um, and you'll, you'll see an Uh, observe evidence of that in our discussion. It's interesting that other careers that she's had earlier on, she was a juvenile probation officer, a paralegal at a national firm, and a communications director at a billion-dollar company. She is a mom of two and the proud Nana of two grandchildren, and we talk about that today. And then she is driven by a philosophy that we have in common, which is helping others get to where they want to go. And the way she says is is, uh, helping People see what is possible through a deeper understanding of themselves and to a drive to be true to yourself in every aspect of your life. Well said. Let's go to the episode now. So, Carol, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Um, I really appreciate being given the opportunity. As you know, I love Hartman's theory of axiology and willing to share all the knowledge and experience I have behind it. You were one of the first people I thought of when I wanted to start this series is because I know you're passionate about it like I am, and you teach it to a lot lot of people all over the country and world. Well, why don't you kick us off with just talking about how you became aware of Hartman's work, Robert S. Hartman's work, and why you are passionate about it and why you care about it and want to share it. Absolutely. I really became aware of it when I took on a job working for an executive coach. He had actually been certified in the Trimetrics HD in the Hartman Science. And when I came on board, he wanted me to also become certified in this science. So when I went through you know, the certification, I was initially intimidated by it because of the complexity. It goes so deep. But yet I was intrigued because people have always interested me. Um, my background from criminology and really studying people and understanding how they, you know, how their minds work. It really allowed me to kind of dive into learning more about people and how to interpret the science and then utilize it and debriefing the executive coach's clients before he ever started working with them. So I was really the first touch point to help reveal basically their psychological foundation of how they perceive the world and themselves. And this laid a solid foundation for my executive coach on how best to work with the, you know, with the client during their coaching program. How did you go, Carol, from, oh, this is a little overwhelming because I have some people training with me right now who are feeling a little of that. What happened? When was it? When did you make the switch? Or do you remember where it was like, okay, this is overwhelming. This is a lot to, okay, I got it. Really not until I started to apply it. 
you know, when I started to debrief people and I saw the light go on, it just, you know, kind of led me down the road to want to better understand, to embrace it to a deeper level. And I started to learn, you know, patterns, what to watch for, what questions to ask. And that really started to solidify my understanding and curiosity of the tool itself. So not only that, but just the accuracy, you know, the re- some of the reasons why I love it is because of the accuracy. As long as somebody goes in with an honest and open mind and responds, you know, instinctively, we get the best results. And when you start, you know, debriefing, as you well know, when you start debriefing and somebody looks at you and goes, who have you been talking to? Because you know way too much about me. It just tells you how, you know, how significant this tool is. So it was really through using the tool and starting to do the debrief sessions that, you know, took away some of the complexity and and some of the kind of overwhelming feeling that I had initially. So talk a little bit about, you know, because people will say some of those comments, like when they get their DISC report or they get their motivators report, they'll say, wow, this is so much about me. What's different about the Hartman piece? I'm trying to think to myself what I would say. To me, I would guess I would say it gets to specifics as opposed to just characteristics. It actually gets to the real, if there is a challenge, it gets right to it a lot quicker than just talking about disc style or motivators. Those are important too. What would you say? Well, I would say, yeah, it definitely goes deeper. It's a deeper psychological tool than uh, disc and motivators. It's looking at how a person actually thinks and values the world around them in three different dimensions, the intrinsic, extrinsic, and systemic, and then how they actually think and value themselves as a unique human being. And when you can look at it through the lens of those three dimensions, intrinsic, extrinsic, and systemic, you're you're finding out how does that person really look out to the world? Are they noticing people first, which is the intrinsic, or are they actually looking at what needs to be done? So that would be the extrinsic. Or do they kind of see the world like a roadmap and that there are specific rules and ways to do things? So you really get to look at a person from a deeper level on how they think, how they perceive, how they judge, And then you'll understand when they start making decisions, where are those decisions being focused more on? Is it people? Is it tasks? Or is it systems? Yeah. Talk a little bit about, um, I guess maybe that covered it, but is there anything else you would say? Because one of the questions was top three reasons for adding Hartman science. I think you just covered it, but, you know, basically tells you more at a deeper level about their decision-making, how and why they make decisions. But what else would you say about, you know, why you wouldn't, like for me, I, I don't like to do, if I don't have to, just a disc of motivators for it. If I can have the full suite, I feel like I can actually help more. Uh, definitely in hiring, I will always use the full suite in hiring. And then in coaching, I just feel like I'm walking around with one arm behind my back. I can't really help if I don't really know how they think. What say you? What else would you add about why you add Hartman in there and not stick just to disc and motivators? 
Yeah, I think it's an injustice because with DISC, you're just looking at this individual through one lens and that's it. It's almost like tunnel vision. You're just observing them and seeing how they're reacting or how they're talking or how fast, how slow they are. I mean, I don't discount DISC at all because that is very valuable when it comes to communicating with people. Um, just watching their pace and seeing what type of expression they use, because then you can kind of start to emulate that so you can effectively engage with them. Motivators, it's very valuable because we want to understand what drives a person to do what they do. It is truly the why of an individual. It's the core of their existence. It's what drives them out of to get up every day and go do what they do. And, and we need to understand that so that as coaches, we can help fulfill their personal professional lives through that value system. But I'm here to tell you, the acumen piece, the Hartman piece, it goes deeper into understanding a person. It's like mining, you know, disc is on the surface, you know, we're, we're just digging with a shovel, but you get into motivators, you're going deeper, you're getting into the more, you know, richness of the soil and, and the deepness of it. But let's start mining, let's go for the gems of the world. And that's what I see Hartman as. It's really getting into understanding how a person thinks. What do they value most? What do they agree with most? And that's what makes them unique. And what helps me with the acumen is being able to dive deeper into the way a person thinks. Because for the most of us, you know, we, we think one way. We see the world through our own lenses. But when I get the Hartman, when I get the results of an individual's acumen, I'm looking and starting to get into their world. And I can put aside all of the ways that I see and I buy, you know, and my biases. I start to try and be more open-minded and to see things the way they see it. And that's what Hartman does for me. It opens my eyes to see this individual for who they are, who's sitting in front of me. It helps me prepare the right questions to ask them before I even ever meet them because I start to try and think like them. That's interesting, and that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's great. Yes. And then how does that change the dynamic in a coaching call? Probably in a <laughs> huge way, right? <laughs> it's like the dam's been opened up. I've had people just look at me and just the simplest of open-ended question and they will just look at me and they will tell me things that I didn't, I didn't even think that I was driving for. Right. And, you know, it's um, almost a release for them. You know, it's like, you know, if you're sitting with one of your best friends, why do you share with them? Because they get you, they trust you. And that's what you're doing. That's what I've been able to do, at least with the Hartman tool, is I become that trusted advisor. Just because all of a sudden, it's like, they look at me like, you know me. They become comfortable. They start sharing things that they wouldn't normally share just through a DISC or a motivator's assessment. You're starting to get to think like them. You're on the same plane with them. And it just opens things up to another whole level. So with that, you can have a deeper and stronger impact. You can start to really 
understand what their natural talents are and help them to understand themselves even at a deeper level than maybe they didn't or they were in denial about. So really being able to build that deeper level of, you know, trusted advisor with the individuals is what's really valuable. Yes. And it is true. I mean, we we don't always know how we're really thinking and feeling or when you have a stigmatism where you just don't see it. I mean, it's a blind spot is one way to say it, but stigmatism uh, actually even says it better because it's like you really, I mean, that's like physically you don't see it when you have that in your eye, you don't see a something. And what Hartman reveals is that, you know, really what we don't see. And I think that a lot of times the denial is there. And, and sometimes when you can just show, what it said on the report, people can say, okay, let me just take this and think about this. You know, they can, they can pick it up. Otherwise you're working with somebody six to eight months before you can actually get to maybe that they don't clearly understand others, or maybe they, the intrinsic on their internals are really super hard on themselves. So it shows up in all these different manifestations. It's almost like you added a fast engine to your coaching not that you're in a hurry necessarily but for coaching it it helps you get to it quicker and more effectively is what I see yeah you know it it gives you the ability to really like a a doctor doing a you know a diagnosis you know you really are able to look at the whole person I mean we're looking at almost 80 different attributes of an individual and through all six of these dimensions And it just opens up a wide array of different ways to develop that person because now you understand them at a pretty deep level. I'll never never forget, I was working with a gentleman from TELUS, that's the AT&T of Canada, and, you know, his scores were really low on his internals. And um, when I, you know, because what you do is when they're very low, you pick up the phone and you ask them, you know, were you interrupted? Were you not in the right state of mind? And and he said, hey, if that report says my life sucks, it's accurate. And we got into the debrief and his story was very sad and he was trying to mask it. And so at that point in time, because I'm not a clinical therapist, you know, that's not my area. My area is for, you know, business use only, but it opened up the opportunity for me to ask him if he would give me permission to go to HR and to, to seek help for him. And he, he said yes. So about, believe it or not, about six months later, I flew and I met with some other individuals at TELUS and I was on the 13th floor of this very tall building. And lo and behold, as I was being introduced, somebody comes around their cubicle and says, Carol, is that you? And, you know, I don't ever see the people that I debrief or I did not at that time. And so I wouldn't have known this individual had I seen him. And so he came up to me and and within this group of people that I was just newly introduced to. And he said, she saved my life. And he gave me a huge hug. So that's the impact these tools can have on individuals. And, And I know that's extreme. But I would hope that would hit home with people and say, wow, when yeah. you know how to read and you know how to interpret the information, you can be very successful in developing people and creating, you know, a better life for them personally and professionally. 
And just think if he had had just the two reports, that would have been helpful. It would have given him some insight into himself because they are great reports. But here's an opportunity where you could say, okay, I don't need to mask this. I don't need to continue. It's out there. I'm going to talk confidentially with someone and I'm going to, work on this you know otherwise he would have never it's, it's almost like moving deck chairs around on the titanic as it's sinking you know mm-hmm. let me move the deck chairs around and make it pretty you know so communicate a little more effectively you know and, and all of that I'm like again i'm not downplaying it but I, uh, uh disc and motivators but you know we don't want to be moving the deck chairs with the titanic's going down and sometimes it's not titanic is going down sometimes it's just somebody doesn't see one dimension clearly maybe it's not anything as dramatic as that and then you know we don't want to spend time moving the deck chairs when we could go straight to plugging the hole of the mm-hmm. ship so it doesn't go down you know so anyway well it, i think it helps people it brings more clarity they may know it, but they may be in total denial. But when they have somebody else that can read the assessment and say, there's something going on here. Would you want to, you know, talk about it? it can you explain it? And, and that gives them the opportunity, as long as you've built that trusted advisor relationship with them, that opens them up and, and it helps them really discover who they are. It helps them discover their why, their purpose. And when you have this opportunity to do that, how fulfilling, and you know this, for me, how fulfilling is it that I can help somebody be happier and more fulfilled from their personal and professional lives because just through a simple tool? Yes. Yes. And anybody listening, think about that in regard to your, you know, employees with regard to they can, if they can be more fulfilled on the job and have a better understanding of who they are, then they, they can be more successful more quickly. Also with hiring, you need to know how they think and make decisions over and above their style. Talk a little bit, Carol, about that. Something that's, uh, I I did an episode on weaponizing disc. And and again, I'm not demonizing disc but i see people once they get trained in it they over apply it and they actually try to apply what this science hartman science measures as though it's the disc so they make some assumptions or judgments and so it kind of makes me a little nutty do you see that happening around you sometimes with you being you know working with so many consultants around the country and talk to that a little bit Well, you know, I get frustrated when somebody comes up to me and they're pretty assertive and they're, you know, they're kind of the hammer and you're the nail. And they'll go, well, excuse me, but I'm just a D. And, you know, that's just who I am. It's kind of like, take me or leave me. And I get frustrated with that because we kind of pigeonhole people into the DIS and C uh, theory. And, And I don't think that's fair, one, because we're a blend of all four of those. So the intensity levels of each one of those behavioral styles is going to project itself differently, just dependent upon where you've scored. And it's going to be influenced through your acumen. So yes. Through your acumen, your acumen will actually either (laughs) amplify those behavioral styles or they will dampen them. And that's what a lot of consultants or coaches that are using these tools are not as knowledgeable about. Um, So you have to be very careful and and being able to interpret some of the acumen because then you can tell how is that going to intensify or decrease the intensity of their behavioral style. So it's just really 
you know, instead of being the roadmap, it's starting to dress it up a little bit and it's really starting to humanize it, so to speak, because it has that psychological piece to it that you're missing really with, with just the observable disc behavior. Mm, yeah. And, you know, you can, sometimes it is, the training is, you do need to move the deck chairs around. The boat is stable. You know, they've got a acumen and a lot of clarity in all areas and nothing really stands out that's, you know, hindering their, getting their objectives completed in regard to how they think and make decisions. You know, nothing dominant. You might see something, a piece or two there, but nothing really strong like the scenario you shared. So then it is, okay, now let's really talk about how you adapt your style. Because that's that's the issue that that seems to be what's keeping you from getting where you want to go, you know. So it, I like how you said amplify or dampen your style. Well, and I think too, because so many people don't really realize that they have biases or how strong those biases are in, mm. in intrinsic, extrinsic, and systemic areas. And so it, if you can run the tool, and then they start to see that, yeah, I've got strong clarity. I understand people really well, but they may have a negative bias. What they're not understanding is that they're actually putting a line in the sand. So they're making a decision. Yeah, I understand people, but I choose only a handful of people that I will really be close to, that I'll have that more casual relationship. Otherwise, I'm going to be more protective over my authority, you know, my position. So they're not going to rub shoulders with just anybody. So being able to look at these scores and the biases actually brings more clarity to the individual and say, ah, yeah, I think I'm a, a very uh, people-oriented person because in my disc, I'm a very high I, I'm a very high S. How can this be that I have a negative bias? But when you start going through the assessment and asking them questions, they'll go, yeah, that's absolutely correct. I do put a line in the sand. Or you're absolutely correct. I do put a wall up. I don't let everybody know about my private life. So those are the things that I love about the tool is that it just brings clarity to individuals' lives so that they can actually see where are their true talents, how should they be leveraging them, so that they can actually then start to build on it and not just drift, because now they've got true clarity. Now they know how to go after their goals. They know what to expect. That's the true value of this tool. And to clarify, bias uh, for listeners who bias is in the assessment, it's measuring how clearly we see each one of these areas, how clearly we see this dimension, like understanding others or getting things done or structure, how clearly we see those things. And then the bias is how we feel about those things. So what Carol was just saying, you know, I clearly see people, for example, but my how I feel about it is I keep a distance. That's the bias. Um, so I just didn't want to leave anybody behind in that. And that's kind of the, the nuances of the tool. Yeah, the stronger the bias, if you think about it, the stronger the bias, the more noise in the background. So it's, you know, when you've got too much noise going around around you, you don't think very clearly, right? right. So the stronger the bias, the more noise in your head when it comes to people, tasks, and things. The less bias, the more clear you are the the more open you are to be able to make a better decision or to see things clearer. That's well said. Yes, love that. 
So how, how are you using Hartman's work these days? Are you training others? Are you doing coaching? Talk a little bit about that. And you can even just mention it, you know, all the ways you've used it in the past as well. Well, I currently working for TTI Success Insights. I'm using it for coaching and consulting. Um, I'm also training it for the distributors uh, who want to utilize the tools in their, you know, coaching or consulting businesses. So it keeps me pretty up to date. It keeps me pretty busy. Um, I, I do enjoy it. I do some coaching on the side. I've been working. I love working with families. I just worked with a mother and son. And it just was like an aha moment. You know, you love to see those lights go on. And she goes, well, now that makes sense to me why he does what he does, you know? And it's, awesome. And, and, you know, with the son, you could just see the body language. He just was like, oh, wow, you know, I, this has been good. Because, you know, teenagers don't want to go through this. They don't think anybody should know anything about them. And they get a little bit <laughs> But when when we had this discussion with the mom and son, it was fun to watch the interaction between the two of them. He was just like, oh, finally, she gets me. And, uh. you know, that that to me, I absolutely love. But I also love sharing my knowledge. I love being able to work with people such as yourself and the rest of the, you know, network of distributors that we have at TTI. It's, it's something that I have a passion for. It's something that I wish other people would embrace and not look at as being as complicated and I can't go there or it's too expensive. I'm here to tell you, I helped the executive coach where I was at um, before I came on the inside of TTI. I helped him build over a $400,000 assessment business and this is the only tool I used. So it has value and nobody ever blinked at the cost of it because they got so much value out of it. I'll never forget we were working on hiring the chief talent officer for one of the largest development companies in the country. And I was over in London doing another gig and I called my boss and I said, um, so has so-and-so come through with um, the two candidates? And they said, yes. And we had assessed them and Acumen was, was part of the assessment pool. And he said, but let me tell you, um, before they asked you for what your opinion was or what the assessments results were, um, he said, I have to tell you, they already made a decision. And I, I said, oh, <laughs> I said, tell me which one they selected. And he told me and I went, oh. Yeah, I've had that happen. Yep. Yeah. And he yeah. said, oh, boy, that's not a that's not a good reaction. And I said, no, it's not. Lots of red flags. Well, lo and behold, within six months, they walked the gentleman to the front door and released him. And the CEO came to me and said, I will never make another hiring decision until I've spoken and have been debriefed on these results because he said you were bang on with what you saw within the report itself. Yeah. So that's the value. You know, make the investment ahead because it is powerful. It is very valuable. Well, and with the hiring situation, what happens is the acumen. If you don't have the acumen, you're missing a big piece because what it's telling us, if it's telling us how we, they think and make decisions, you can see in advance what's going to be going on six months down the road. 
Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's like you asked in the beginning, you know, once you start utilizing it and applying it and debriefing individuals and seeing, you get this, you know, I'll never forget because Rick Bowers was explaining something and I, and I you know, he's the president of TTI. And of course, he loves acumen and, and he was describing something and I, and I, and I said, would you mind if I interjected? And he kind of looked at me and he said, no, go ahead. And I said, I want to explain it from a different perspective. And so I I did. And I said, it's not right or wrong. But the thing of it is, is because I've had 14 years of application and, and debriefing people on a pretty regular basis, I have this whole library of information in my head. So yes. when I see something as far as the patterns within the assessment, or I hear something, I pick up on it, and that helps lead me to another question, which opens up to another, you know, another area of richness for this individual. And so I think, you know, the value is make sure you know your stuff around these assessments, because that's where the real power comes from. And I like, you've often said it here too, my question, here's the question I ask, that's the perspective I always come from as well, which is I don't try to be some psychoanalyst or I don't try to like pull in all kinds of theory or, you know, <laughs> I just, I just value the individual in front of me and I have questions. I don't, you know, I'll point out what the assessment says according to the assessment and then I ask them the question and that's what I hear you talking about too. It's asking questions, probing. So it's finding that balance so that uh, people can hear the insight and then I think they can kind of take it on and it sounds and, and you become their trusted advisor because you ask the questions or you point, you have examples and stories to share. Um, that's huge. That's huge. You just start to build that library of information, and the only way you can do that is to really roll up your sleeves and go out and start applying the tool. That's awesome. How has Hartman's work impacted your life, you personally and professionally? You know, I would have to say that until I really got into it and started utilizing it, I think I was kind of narrow-minded. I was seeing the world, you know, through monolids, so to speak. I, I didn't understand the biases that I had or I held. I still, you know, have those biases, but now I'm aware of them. And I truly believe that it's made me far more open-minded. The world just isn't the way Carol sees it. That isn't the way everybody sees it. We all have different experiences. We all value different things. You know, Susie, you and I could go to the same restaurant, have the same food and still have different opinions. And that's okay because we're experiencing it differently. Our senses pick up, you know, on things differently, what we see, what we smell, what we feel. Um, Not everybody is the same. And I think for me, it's made me a lot more open. That's all I can say is I'm yeah. open-minded. I listen. I, and I I always tell people I work with, you know, I may be here to train you or to coach you, but I'm hoping that throughout this experience, I learn as much from you as you learn from me. That's awesome. You're a great teacher. That's what great teachers do too. Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. It. Yeah, the open-mindedness. I find myself same way like one I understood 
things that I didn't see clearly that I was totally in denial about, especially when I first started my business. You know, my role awareness was lower and my self-direction was lower. And I would have told you because I'm so high dominance and I am my style, you know, I'm like assertive and, you know, I'm moving in and I'm going to be bright and sunny about it. It's like, oh, you know, all that stress you're feeling. Well, that's because your role awareness isn't high. You're not clear on your, how you fit into all of this and uh, you're not clear about your future, you know? So it's like, it was such an eye opener, you know? And then it's like, okay, now I know what I need to focus on. I know exactly where I'm going to get my strength. And when it started growing, you know, when I, I could almost feel like that was a moment when my role awareness just went up, you know, and then of course, when I reassessed, it was stronger, but yeah, you know, or my, you know, when I was feeling more hopeful, it's like, okay, my self-direction just went up and I could feel the energy. It's like nothing like knowing that you have something and then be able to like imagine and know the moment it starts to get better because of the work, the focus that you're giving it. If that makes sense. Oh, it makes total sense. I mean, I'm because of my style and my motivators, and then understanding my acumen, I am a perfectionist and to a fault. And so that came across. Remember, I talk about the acumen can actually amplify your style. Well, I became even more critical. I would never let my kids cook. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> no, I could never let my kids cook in my kitchen because I, you know, I was full time worker. I come home, I don't have time, I don't want to mess. I want to cook, I want to get it on the table, and then I want to clean up, and then you know, kids got their homework, and so my daughter never learned to cook, and you know, my son, it was a different deal, but you know, you, you think, and when I look back on you know now at my acumen, I go, well, yeah, that's exactly where. It, so I, you learn from it. So it's like it's okay. Let them learn. Let them make a mess. It's you know things don't have to be perfect. So that was a blind spot for me, and it was yeah. good for me to see that. Yeah. And you know what you were saying about the open mindedness. So I've kind of like, I've gotten so where I just enjoy everybody's assessment. I never say, Ooh, you know, never. All I see is possibility. You know, all I see is, Ooh, this is going to be so interesting and we're going to have a great discussion and there's no bad report. There's no judgment. And I only got there when I stopped judging myself, you know, and said, okay, this just is what it is, but I can, you know, if I know more about this, like for example, what I gave with the awareness and the self-direction yeah I can work on it otherwise I wouldn't have known it you know so anyway it just makes you more I keep going back to your words open-minded so kind of more forgiving of myself and of others more in love with others and myself I don't know if you found that too I, I have you know and I've learned that you know if we were all the same Susie how boring would that yes. be and, you know, somebody that is the complete opposite, that's what I love about the tools too, especially for leaders and especially for people that are hiring, hire in diversity because that diversity brings on creativity. Does it also come with conflict? Absolutely. But conflict usually means, you know, stretching and growing. And without that, you know, we wouldn't have the apples. We wouldn't have, the, you know, the Microsofts of the world. You know, it's just, it takes that, difference you know the diversity to really continue to grow and um you know it, it just it's it's caused me to just kind of be entertained like you i look forward like you say there's no bad assessment it's just yeah. trying to understand that person and how can you help that person become the best they can be 
And that's what I love about it is let's dig into this. Let's see where you want to go, you know, and where are your natural talents and how can we build on those? How can we kind of work on some of the other development opportunities that will help enable you to get where you want to go? But this is just kind of like truth serum. This is just getting down to the, you know, to the foundation of a person to better understand who are they? How do they see the world? How do they see themselves? How do they want to grow and develop? And, you know, there's nothing better than being able to do that with an individual. Yes, 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 yes. We got the right person over there at TTI doing this work too, because you can just hear and feel, and I can just feel passion and excitement. So it's like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're like uh, best buds around this for sure. Let's talk a little bit more about your career because you've had such an interesting career and I've already shared your bio. Uh, you've done interesting work and continue to do different interesting work and continue to be fully engaged in life and in work and in learning. Let's talk a little bit about that. Who's most influenced you in your life and career and talk a little bit about what they said or did that was most useful for you? Well, I'm a mom. And I'm going to say my kids, the old joke is, you know, I always say my kids raised me to be who I am today. And I don't say that with tongue in cheek. I genuinely mean that with total pride of who they are as unique human beings and who they've become as adults. I was a single mom for most of their growing up years. So there were some really difficult times during that season mm. of life. My family and their dad lived in another state. So we had very little interaction with them. This huge responsibility, you know, I had on my shoulders, you know, having them 99% of the time, you know, I definitely felt moments of doubt. When that happened and I started to not believe in myself and I was a good mom and I was doing all the right things, it, were, it was my kids that were, would interject that wisdom of, Mom, you are a good person. You are a great mom. Keep doing what you're doing. My daughter, she's my rock. She's always, <laughs> always been by my side through the ups and downs and always keeps reminding me how good I am at what I do and to keep putting one foot in front of the other when I, you know, when I think I just can't go any further. So she's always put the fight back in me when I needed it. My son who passed away a few years ago, I will never forget one of the last things he told me. And he said, as we were, he actually helped me move from Phoenix back to Nebraska to my hometown. And he, we were in the car and he looked at me and he said, mom, you are so great at what you do. You just need to believe in yourself and keep making a difference in others' lives. He oh. said, I'm so proud of you. But it hurts when I see you lack confidence. So please have the confidence in you and not let anything stand in your way. So all I can say is I am so very incredibly blessed by my children because they are so wise and they're so loving and caring. And I just mm. couldn't be more proud. Well, that got me all choked up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have a connection with you because I know Shauna, your yes, daughter. <laughs> I've had the pleasure of working with her for, gosh, I don't even know how many years now. Three years, four years. 
three or four years. But anyway, she is strong and she does love her mom. Okay. And my thought is that your son is every time you're doing this, he, he's with you, cheering you on. Yeah, he sure is. He was actually going to be my business partner because he oh. just had that ability with people, just as you know, Shauna does. But you've swept her up. So <laughs> <laughs> she's awesome. She's yeah. awesome. Yep. I love your answer. That's beautiful. How about education books, training programs? You could talk about it in general, and then maybe if you have any particular thoughts on Hartman stuff too, application I think might be what you say is the best way to grow the, in, in the Hartman stuff, but anything else you want to add could throw that in there too. You know, I was very honored to be able to work with uh, Dr. Dave Mefford, who was the right-hand person to Hartman you know, and what Hartman was doing all those years. So I was, I was really fortunate to be able to be trained and educated by him. But I'll tell you, I think it all comes down to really mastering how a person's mind works and how you can define the odds of any situation. I just read a book by David Goggins, Can't Hurt Me. I don't know if you've heard of it, but Goggins, uh-uh. he is a, a Navy SEAL. He's the only member of the U.S. Armed Forces to actually complete the SEAL training, the U.S. Army Range School, and the Air Force Tactical Air Control Training. So wow. he, he is one of these people that just had a really negative childhood. But as he grew up into an adult, he was phenomenal at beating the odds. Every time he faced adversity, he found a way to come and rise to the top. And, you know, that's kind of the true adage that I I always say, it's mind over matter. It's really understanding where is a person's thinking. And I think that's, you know, it it really connects for me back to acumen. I really want to get into the head of the other person who took this assessment so I can help them kind of overcome anything so that they can become and, and achieve the dreams that they want to. It's just sometimes we don't know what we don't know. And these assessments really give that kind of clarity. That's awesome. That book sounds amazing, too. Can't Hurt Me is the title. Right. Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, G-O-G-G-I-N-S. He, it's a phenomenal story. It's okay. absolutely phenomenal. Well, you know who, Shauna, we putting that in the show notes. <laughs> we'll have a link to that in the show notes, guys, from Carol's wonderful daughter, Shauna. She, who yeah. we all love. It's <laughs> my sunshine. Your sunshine. I love that. Anything else or is those your top favorites for Dale? Those are really my top favorites. I have to tell you, Susie, I'm not a great reader. I am more of an experiential person. So I like to learn hands-on. So it's really getting in there and getting dirty rather than reading the book first. And it actually really works with the Hartman stuff. I just had somebody today said, I'm going to go back and watch the videos because I have some videos for people to take. And I'm going to go back and read the book. I said, well, you can do that. But what I really would suggest is go sample people. (laughs) To your lesson you're sharing here too. It's experiential. Go see other reports jump jump off that diving board that's the only way you're gonna really feel the and get the true experience you know so yeah just do it as nike would say yes yes when you think of the word successful who's the first person that comes to mind well (laughs) i really i don't think of success from the normal sense of looking at it i have to admit last night while i was 
preparing for this interview and just kind of getting my head around our discussion today, it really caused me to reflect on my life. And I don't normally do that. I don't take the time to reflect and really think. And I don't think too many people do. We just really go at a fast pace and we just keep on our heads forward and we're never even looking. So I really thank you, Susie, for providing me with this opportunity. But while I was doing this, I I was facing a wall of my bedroom where I have several pictures of my kids in all stages of life. And it became very clear to me that they are my success. Just raising two beautiful, intelligent, loving and caring people really signifies the biggest success in my life. Mm. That achievement conquers all else in the scope of my life. So that truly is my success. Oh, I love that. Well, let's jump on to another topic about wake up eager ties into being successful and happy and fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talk about that a lot with our wake up eager Wednesday tips and mind, body, spirit tips and different podcasts about that too. talk a little bit about what you're doing these days. We're right in the middle of the pandemic. I don't know how it's impacting you. I know you're at home, and I think there was a little bit of a hot spot where you are, Shauna was telling me, so you can talk a little bit about that for a minute if you want, but then, you know, what what do you do, what are you doing now, what do you normally do around mind, body, and spirit to more greatly contribute to Wake Up Eager Days for yourself? You know, one of the routines that I've been doing for quite a while, so the mental clarity, every morning before I even get out of bed. I have a gratitude moment. And based on my faith, I thank God for for allowing me to have the opportunity to wake up, to be able to have this day ahead of me. So I put a smile on my face before I ever put my feet on the ground. And I try to start with that attitude of gratefulness and um, thankfulness. Then I I live with two cats. I live on a farm with... uh, wide open space. And the first thing that I do is I go start my coffee, I feed the cats, and then I go sit on the couch. And one of my cats is a rag doll. So if anybody's with rag dolls, they're lap cats. She eats her, her breakfast, and then she comes and joins me on the couch on my lap. And while I'll read, I'll read my devotions, I'll read a book that I'm, I'm into. So for my mental clarity, that's how I start my days. For my body, I'm very disciplined. I've been an athlete all my life, and so my workout routine is very important to me. It is something that I do four or five times a week. I make sure that I'm either walking, like right now, because the gym's not open, I'm really missing lifting weights. <laughs> and so yes. <laughs> I, um, I, I was sharing with Susie, I think we have another thing in common. We both have a Peloton bike, so my Peloton is um, really saving me in that regard. And and so so youthful looking too. you know, all of this obviously works because you all don't know Carol, but she's very youthful in every way. I mean, every way you many years younger, when somebody sees you, they would not guess. I attribute that to really, you know, my goal 
early on was to, my father passed away when he was 51. So mm. I, I wanted to be able to see my kids get married. I wanted to be able to see my grandkids. I want to teach them to throw to, you know, yeah, <laughs> yes. all those things and, and get down on the floor and play with them. And, and so by working out regularly and eating right, I take supplements to increase my well-being. I really stay up on all of that. So yep. I think that's, that's definitely pays dividends. So I appreciate that. Yes. Yes, you look always fabulous, always dressed to the nines and happening <laughs> and vibrant. I appreciate that. I think with the spirits, my daughter's daily phone calls, she, as I said, had mentioned, she is truly my best friend and she brings so much joy in each and every day. It's something that keeps me grounded, but even better is to hear my grandkids in the background. It <laughs> always yeah. makes me smile and realize how blessed I am to have them all in my life. The other thing is just being on the farm and living this very simple life. So everything going on with COVID in the larger cities, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of isolated from it. My life is just kind of as it was, other than the fact that I can't just go into, you know, and the shopping and eating into the restaurants that I would like to, you know. You're not hopping on any planes right now, but other than that, it's very similar. Mine, I feel the same way because of my home office and things of, you know, we've been blessed to have it not be, I know many are struggling with. Yeah, it, it's it's very interesting because I live this life from both sides of the fence, so to speak, because I, you know, and for 30 years, I lived in Phoenix and I lived the corporate life and fast paced. And then suddenly I make this huge life change and I move back to the farm. And I mean, I'm living in an old farmhouse and it's 120 years old. Oh, how did I didn't know that. That's cool. But get this, I have three older brothers. So one of my brothers has a cow-calf operation. And of course, they've been birthing. And I got to go outside last night and watch one of my brothers bottle feed an orphan calf. Aww. I've been watching them plant the fields. And then in the harvest, I'll watch them reap the rewards. So really, I've got the best of both worlds. I can, you know, as you say, I, I normally travel back to Phoenix about once every six to eight weeks. And of course, that hasn't happened now. So I kind of miss that fast pace sometimes. But it's always nice to come back, you know. To yes. Yeah, bring you, talk about being grounded. You, you said mm -hmm. your daughter, I think you said your kids grounded you, but then the farm too, just seeing nature and a little calf being milked or, you know, that's not something we all get to see every day. <laughs> that's pretty cool. No. That's pretty cool. Uh, pretty, special. pretty special. Yeah. Awesome. So we'll go flip on the other side of, you know, being away from being in the natural world and talk about the uh, Hollywood world. What's your favorite guilty pleasure TV show? But, you know, I don't have cable, so I use my Amazon Prime. And there is a uh, show on there called Luther. And it's about a, a British detective. His name's John Luther. And he is like this genius, very brilliant, but emotionally impulsive type character who gets so almost like uh, he gets so into tracking down murders. It's insane watching how he, he puts this puzzle together. But I, I love crime stories, probably because my background is in criminal justice and I did it for years. But this series always has a storyline of twists and turns that 
I can't even predict. So isn't it, he like supposed to be like at the devil or something or from the devil, but he's trying to do good or something. Isn't that part of it? Or yeah, is- he kind of comes from the dark side. It's haunted by that dark side. Um, it's yeah. not, he's doing anything wrong, but it just appears that everywhere he goes, things <laughs> happen, people get killed. And <laughs> oh no! So it, it's just, it's yeah. just something that I always enjoy. So yeah, that's a little bit of my, uh, TV finesse there. They have that on the planes. That's how I started watching it. Was, ah. uh, must have been flying somewhere. You know how they have the shows you can watch. You know, when well. we used to fly a lot, yeah. <laughs> I cool. would watch it. Yeah, yeah. He's funny. I'm not up to date. I might have to get back into that because that's just <laughs> always fun. I like crime shows and stuff like that too. I think if you're, um, what's your top driver motivator? Is it's resourceful. It's resourceful. Yeah. And then how about, uh, where's the knowledge and interest? I'm kind of in the middle between, yeah, with the intellectual. So I'm kind of mm, in Yeah, the- I was curious. Yeah, I didn't know if sometimes it seems like a lot of people who like, since you like criminal stuff, you say yours is about justice. People who tend to be theoretical sometimes like a lot of that too, because it's mysteries trying to figure stuff out. So I'm pretty high theoretical. So mm-hmm. I didn't know. I was curious. <laughs> So we're coming to a close here. If you could have one billboard anywhere, where would it be and what would it say? Well, the, the backdrop on that billboard would be a picture of the barn that is behind my house. It's an old, old, as I said, I live in a house that's 120 years old. So you can imagine the barn's just as old and it would have a double rainbow stretching across the sky behind it. Um, I actually have a picture that I took of that very scene and I've had a canvas picture, which hangs in my hallway, has a lot of meaning to it. But the words that I would put on that billboard would be, choose joy, love you, all in caps. Oh, I love that. Because I think, you know, people miss loving themselves. And if there's anything that I think, if we want to start anywhere with people, it's to get them to, to love themselves first. So choose joy and love you. And it's so much ties to what we've been talking about with the Harmon work is because really once we understand ourselves and we can kind of just enjoy, you know, our strengths and, you know, our things that we do, it's like so much less judgment and so much more love and being kind, you know, to ourselves, which is really, really does lead to joy. I love how you wrap all that together. Thank you. So how about one last bit of wisdom or advice? It doesn't have to be just one. The top takeaways from this discussion about life. We've had some good discussion about life and also about Robert Hartman's work at the science of value and axiology and acumen. All of those are kind of pointing to the same thing we've been talking about today. What would you say? I think if you really want to make the best decision with the talent of your organization, making the right investment, you know, in, in your people. Acumen is really your ace in your pocket to drive that. And not only when you start to make this investment, it changes the person because they see the organization is truly caring about them. They're making this investment in me so that I can find personal and professional um, fulfillment and success. I believe there's an importance of really, you know, we've talked a lot about it just reveals the hidden talents of a person, the way that they think, which really will turn around things for you 
you know, as far as trying to guide them to release that talent, to make the most of it, and then to be a catalyst in really assisting others to realize those dreams. Mm. I really think for leaders, um, it would allow them to really improve not only their hiring process and making sure they bring in the right people and they're well aligned to the jobs so they can be highly productive in a shorter period of time, but also to manage that talent. I believe, you know, obviously, I believe it to be one of the most dynamic tools I've ever used. Yeah. You know, it just, uh, it just really does, as you say, it allows you to get to the crooks of things quickly, to assimilate what is the way that this person thinks? How are they going to make decisions? Um, what are their true talents? Because when we are, when we're well aligned to what we do, it's not work. This isn't work for me because I truly love what I do. I truly am in the right line of work. I could do this, you know, I do require at least six to seven hours of sleep every night. Trust <laughs> me. <laughs> I, I can work and do this nonstop. And I could talk about it all day long because, as you know, I'm not hardwired to be in front of people and presenting. But when I have a passion for something, I want to share it. And so I really, I really truly believe that this is the best tool that anybody can use to invest in their people, in their families, to better understand, to create more harmony, and to get a person to really understand what makes them tick and where are their biases to take the log out of their eye, so to speak, you know, and to, oh, be yep. to see things clearer so that they can make changes. We can't change unless we actually see it. And then, of course, we've got to want to make those changes and put the effort into it. But, um, yeah, that's that's kind of what I get from, you know, combining life and acumen. <laughs> yes, 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 it does. It, it just becomes a part of your Mm -hmm. uh, life and once you once you everything I see everything through this lens now <laughs> you're probably same way you know through the lens of that a report so best way for people to reach you Carol what would that be is it on LinkedIn or I would say on LinkedIn you'll find okay. my profile and just you know send me a message and connect there and we can move forward from there Great. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. It's been an honor to have you on the call today. Thank you for being you, for taking the time to share, for making a difference in the world, and for having your wonderful daughter, who I get the privilege of working with. <laughs> so many good things here. So many. I know. <laughs> uh, so uh, enjoy the rest of your day, and thank you so much, Carol. No, thank you. What a pleasure. What a privilege. And stay blessed, stay safe, and uh, hope to see you soon. You too. All right. Right. So I hope you enjoyed our discussion uh, as much as I enjoyed having it. The show notes are at pricelessprofessional.com forward slash deeper than disc. Deeper than disc. All lowercase, all one word. So as Carol was talking, want to talk a little bit about the sciences, you know, trimetrics means trimodal, three sciences. And if you use one science, for example, a DISC assessment, it's a good tool. And we've said that over and over again. 
every time we said, oh, but we want you to do more because of the value it brings. Our research has shown us that if you use one science, you'll be 60% accurate in um, the assumptions you make or the way that you predict how they'll perform and how they're going to interact and what's best is 60% accurate. If you use two sciences, that would be, say, for example, DISC, which is how you drive, what people see, and motivators, what puts gas in their tank, you're going to be 74% accurate in some of your management decisions, your hiring decisions in regard to you know how they will perform and if they'll be able to work in the role effectively. But if you use three sciences, you're going to be 94% accurate. And those three sciences that we use in trimetrics, this trimodal assessment is a disc, how you drive, motivators, what puts gas in your tank, and acumen, Hartman's science, is what I call under the hood, your horsepower. I want to say that the Department of Labor, remind you of this, Department of Labor does recommend using three tools when you use an assessment. And they say that because they want you to get what we're talking about, which is more than one view. If you use one science, you have one view of a person and you're getting some good insight, but it is not, if you use three sciences, then you're going to get a fuller view of who this person is and you're going to be able to make better decisions um, and be of greater assistance, you know, around any management decisions. And with all of that said, we want to make our use of the assessments is less than 30% of our decision. So the rest of it is going to be about background and experience and your interaction with them and the culture and the team. And, you know, in my car analogy, it's, you know, roads traveled, you know, and future destinations, you know, where have they been and where do they want to go? All of that is a big part of whether they're going to be successful or not, and then where they're parked. So, you know, where's their vehicle going to be a parked? Who is the leader? Who is, what is the culture? What is the team? And how does all that fit together? So the assessment is less than 30% of the decision. It will give you keen insights, super, super valuable. I could, I don't feel like I could be a consultant without these tools just because of the way it allows you to open up and have clarity around situations and questions and things you can ask and discussions you can have very quickly to be super helpful and pinpoint the need or the development. I want to remind you of the additional episodes that I talked about when we opened today uh, around trimetrics and around the weaponizing of DIS. These are additional podcasts related to this topic. So if you go to the show notes, you'll go to pricelessprofessional.com deeper than disc, and you'll see the links of the other episodes. Uh, Also in my book, How to Hire Superior Performers, uh, you can find it at pricelessprofessional.com forward slash hire book, H-I-R-E-B-O-O-K, hire book. You will be able to learn more about trimetrics through that book. I show how you use uh, trimetrics throughout the life cycle of the employee in regard to how you use it in hiring and then how you can use it in onboarding and uh, lots of detail there. I've gotten lots of good feedback about the book. It's been around a bit and it's timeless. I wrote it in 2014. And as we get back to getting back to work from the stay at home mandates, a lot of things have shifted and changed. And so people may be focusing on when they are hiring, you know, make sure you're hiring for job fit um, and you have the right people in the right seats because a lot has shifted now. And so that upgrading your hiring process, I actually would be a good thing too. If you're at home and need study resources, you know, you could use it as a study. 
and uh, it has a, a tip a day email. You get an email every day and you could study the book that way as well as an optional service within the book. Last note is we are posting more and being more active on LinkedIn. So if we are not connected on LinkedIn, go over there and find me, Susie Price at Priceless Professional Development, and let's connect there. I'm going to be posting podcast episodes, just more information about our business and uh, helpful things that I find that are of interest related to the work we do around Wake Up Eager Workforce and the things that help you uh, reduce drama and just things that I find interesting. So go over there and connect with us on LinkedIn. And meanwhile, check out uh, our next episode coming to you soon. Thanks for tuning in today. Take care. This episode of the Wake Up Eager Workforce Podcast was brought to you by Priceless Professional Development. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to pricelessprofessional.com to gain access to more professional development resources. 